Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast Wisdom's Echo. This is John Usry. Hello. Um, today I'm going to be sharing on the discovery of the mystical, Heaven's Curtain. Um, I want to say thank you and give some honor to Ian and Grant, Marios, Samantha, uh, the whole crew at Origin Gates, and then also all of the fellow uh, people sharing on Wisdom's Echo, just dear friends that have uh, made a huge impact in my life over the years and that I'm just honored to be a part of with with them. And I my desire is in this that sharing some things that uh, you guys can all kind of go on the journey with me and then encounter uh, some things that'll help move us forward. And and um, that's anyway, that's I just wanted to say that just how much I appreciate all of you and um, a little bit about my background. Um uh, my wife, Debbie, and I have been married 40 years now, and uh, we have a, a ministry, High Mountain Ministries, uh, and we do some things with that. I also facilitate in the United States uh, for Ignite Hubs with Lenny Masters, um, so I'm actively pretty much involved with that. I run a couple of businesses, uh, have insurance agencies and some other things that I'm working on, and um that's kind of been my background. I've been in the business marketplace for, oh dear Lord, many, many years. And then simultaneously doing church life stuff in various uh, places and and uh, pastoral things, different so forth. So um, that's a little bit of background about us. Uh, I'm sure over time we'll be able to go into a little bit more about that. But I am um, grateful to uh, spend a little time with you. It's, my journey has been for me, it's been exciting. It's been an adventure. Um, it's given me vision into something so great that I've never imagined. Uh, the thing that we're all engaging with and where we're headed and what we're doing is so huge. It, it takes Christiani- Christianity out of boring into absolutely exciting. Uh, there's never a dull day any longer um, knowing some that Yahweh's up to some things. So um, my discovery, the mystical... Um, Heaven's Curtain. <laughs> it's interesting. I had a thing happen to me, and this was probably about 2010 or so, and um, there had been a lot of preparatory things that God had done, a lot of uh, experiences, different things over the years that had brought us to a place, and I was a little bit tired and frustrated, um, had a lot going on in my uh, everyday life. And one day I walked out the back deck of the house. The dogs had to go out. And we have, at that time, had three dogs. the three little chihuahuas, Jasmine, Lola, and Lucy. Matter of fact, a good friend of ours nicknamed them for Jasmine, J, and then Lola, L, and Lucy, L, LL, and Cool J. So it's what the trio was named. But they were a mighty trio. And uh, they this particular day, they had to go out and take care of business. And so I let them out the back deck. Uh, down into the field where our backyard area was. And as I stepped down off this deck, suddenly in front of me was this, like a tangible presence of a movie theater style curtain, like on an old player performance stage, super thick, super heavy and big, but it was translucent and it kind of shimmered and waved uh, right in front of me. And I could see the dogs out beyond it, uh, out running around out there. But I walked up to it until it was like about five or six inches from my face and it was pulsating. And I thought, this is really strange. What is this? What is going on with this? 
And so I decided I'm going to extend my hand out and reach through. So I, I reached out with my right hand and stuck it out through in front of me. And I wasn't sure what was going to happen when I put it in there and pulled it back. It was that tangible and real. And suddenly, as I pulled it back through and I looked at it, I realized heaven is right here in front of me. It's wrapped around me. It's I'm walking in the midst of it. And for some reason, all my years, I'd kind of resigned it to some place out far away that you know, we'd encounter someday. Um, and I didn't, uh, for whatever reason, it didn't lodge in me that it wasn't that way, that it was right tangible in front of me. So I decided to press my whole body in through it. And I stepped into this place and I knew that if I would take a breath, it would just change on the inside of me. So what I did was I stepped in and I stepped back through and I just stood there with this recognition that something was completely different. My whole view and my posture changed in, um, in my understanding of heaven. So that kind of laid a platform for some things to happen and, and begin to make sense as to why certain experiences had happened throughout the years. I began to have a little more of a framework for some things. Uh, moving forward a few years, um, I began to tap into some things, listening to Ian on some MP3 stuff, and I thought, wow, this is interesting. Uh, didn't have any grid for the language or the understanding, and um, I think there were actually CDs in those days. I can't remember exactly how we had it, but um, so one day we all decided we were going to invite Jane Schroeder to come speak in Northern California, and um, back in those days, um, I didn't, when I'd hear Jane, I didn't understand her very well. I was like, what'd she say? You know, I'd be asking, what, it, what, what'd she say? Um, she, she had a pretty thick accent in those days, or either that or I've just gotten used to it over the years now, but this was some 2014, somewhere in there, I guess, and um, she came and uh, somebody else made the flyer uh, for her coming to the event, and when it was done, I pulled it up and looked at it, and it said on there, Christian mystic coming to Lakeport, California. And I thought, oh, dear Lord, what have we done? You know, for whatever reason, stumbled me up that the terminology was on there, that she was a Christian mystic. And I thought, why'd we have to put that on there? What the heck? You know, who, who decided to do that? And it just put me in a strange, funky place. So she came and um, we had a, a week, three, a three or four day weekend long meeting and uh, she shared some stuff. I didn't have a clue what she was talking about. Uh, couldn't understand her naturally. I was frustrated. And then Sunday morning, she stepped in and she walked in wearing a Sergeant Pepper's blue suit with piping on the shoulders, the fringes. And I think, okay, what is this? What is she doing now? You know, but I was intrigued. And so I'm sitting there listening and suddenly she was saying something talking about the experience with the seraphim and the encounters. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord, you know, <laughs> this is just a bunch. And suddenly it felt like the top of my head opened up and something unlocked for me. I still didn't understand what she said or what it was, but suddenly I knew this was the thing I had been looking for my whole life. I realized this is what I needed. This is the thing I've been trying to figure out what's been happening throughout my life with various experiences, all of a sudden, everything started making sense. And if some of you get hung up on the whole Christian mystic thing, I like to ruffle this one a little bit and cause people to think about it a little bit. It says in uh, 
Ephesians or First Corinthians uh, fourteen. Uh, verse 2, For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but he speaks to God. For no one understands, in, but in his spirit he speaks mysteries. And the Greek word is mysterion. So suffice to say this, it's as simple as this. If you speak in tongues, you're a mystic. You're a Christian mystic. And let it be settled and don't trip over that anymore. Just move forward because you're speaking mysteries to God, just praying in the spirit. And so I just want to throw that out there. If you've struggled with that idea or that thought, it's really that simple. Um, anyway, as this um, process happened, I've told you about my encounter, and I told you about this experience in the yard, how it, how it went, and, how, and when Jane came, and how that all worked out. I realized at that point in the yard, when I breathed in through that curtain, step out and exhaled, I knew then at that moment I had to endeavor to do everything I can to fully recognize the heavenly realm as my place of habitation, not visitation. Let me say that again. The heavenly realm is my place of habitation, not visitation. And I realized I had to change my language. I had to change my thinking. Instead of being a believer here on the earth that had a heavenly encounter or experienced a supernatural thing, that really I lived and habitated there and I um, move here in an earthly existence, and I function in earthly existence here, but my habitation was there. Um, it says in Ephesians 2, 5, let's look at that real quick. It says this, Even when we were dead in our transgressions, made it, he made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly in Christ Jesus. So when I realize that that's the truth about the matter, that I am seated with him in heavenly places in Christ, that that really is my habitation. That is the place I exist. Everything I do here is a point of a function. It's not my existence and my place of uh, being. That becomes more real to me. And the moment that tips over in your thinking, the game changes completely. Your whole belief system changes. There's no place for fear any longer. There's no place for um, the things that would normally plague our thought processes. There's no place for um, being continually attacked from an enemy standpoint. There's no place for um, the doldrums because life is new in existence. His mercies are new every morning. You're experiencing him fresh and new every day because that's where you live. That's where you function. I don't think in terms of going and ascending. I don't even like using the term. Because when I say I'm going to ascend into a realm, that means I am acknowledging my real existence and living is here in the, earth, in the earthly realm. And that's the thing that we're trying to change. That's what um, we want to have as a different belief system. I'll give you an example of a thing. Um, I was in Georgia one time. Uh, I'd gone to bed, and I had this encounter that took place. And I all of a sudden knew I was standing inside of Jesus, and he was inside of me. Um, I'd had an old prophetic word from 1995, and a lot of you will know this, that some of these things are uh, encouraging, wonderful words, but there's a few out there that are just massively significant in your life. This was one of those. This person had seen me standing inside the boots of Jesus and me standing inside of his boots, uh, him standing inside of me whirling swords around and that kind of thing. So I'd gone to bed thinking about some things with some numbers and engaging with that. And as I dropped off to a night watch encounter kind of a thing, I, I sat 
up and I realized all of a sudden I was transported into this place, into a throne room, and I was sitting inside of Jesus. And I began to look outside his eyeballs, through his eyeball sockets. We stood up and I had to engage myself to fill uh, the stature of his being. I, I had to blow myself up to fully stand inside of him. So I took a deep breath, and as I did, I looked out through his eyeball sockets. Suddenly, every inch of fear, every inch of lack or whatever it was I was feeling was gone. We sat back down, and I knew Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. So I kind of gazed to my left, and I could feel this pulsating thing, the presence of the Father in that place. Suddenly, as I looked out across the floor on the, on the, uh, the floor before the throne, there was like... If you looked at a surface, a lake that had a hole in it, under it, and all of a sudden the water would start pouring in, I looked across the floor and there was this sudden hole that opened up and stuff started flowing in through this hole and it went down into the earthly realm. And I said, what is going on? And what it was, was the full supply of everything I had need of as long as I recognized myself seated in him financial stuff, health stuff, uh, supply and provision for every arena flowing from a heavenly realm down into the earthly realm that was available for access for me to use. And when I realized that from that day forward, I've never had any concern about the supply from God, uh, my any kind of lack, my needs, uh, just this supernatural revelation that my needs are supplied and fully fulfilled by His riches and glory. And I have no lack, no no thing that I'm wanting. And so it was an incredible experience. And he told me this. He said, as long as you recognize you're in me, I'm in you, and you're seated with me in heavenly places, you'll never be without. And so to me, that was a massive thing. And that's been six years now since that particular thing happened. And I've had such an overwhelming belief and supply from heaven that has just ministered to us in every arena of our being, family, relationships, finances, every kind of thing that you could imagine. And so it's been a blessing. Um, I just want to say this. Um, as I take you on some of these encounters, my goal is this, is that as you hear these things, it's not so much about my encounter. Oh, what a cool thing it is that happened to me. I want to open it up to where when you hear these things, you can know the reality of them for yourself, that you can experience these things. Because what's happened to me is not uncommon for anybody else. And so I just want to encourage you in that, that that's available. We're going to talk about a lot more things in upcoming days. Um, but I just wanted to introduce uh, myself and give you a little background and uh, just love you to be blessed. And we'll talk again soon.